everyone, and welcome to this very special episode, this bonus episode of Seven Mile Chats. I'm recording this um, in the upcoming event of the year anniversary of this podcast. I started this podcast last July in 2020 um, because we were in our, I don't know, fourth or fifth month of quarantine. And I had been teaching remotely, and that came kind of to a slow end. <laughs> that was a little disappointing and frustrating. And then um, my summers are usually spent traveling, and I wasn't able to do that as much last summer. And I wanted a way to connect with people, even when we couldn't really leave our houses. And so I started this podcast and have really found it to be more beneficial than I could have possibly have known. I have connected with so many people that I grew up with, that I had gone to school with, maybe hadn't talked to in a while. I have connected and made new um, friends and connections on Instagram and the Catholic podcast world. So this has really been a, a huge new ministry and venture that I've been really excited about, and it's been great to create in this time. And I've had to kind of decide, do I want to continue with this? And I've always, throughout my life, just always been very open to whatever God wants, Um I kind of call it my Mary Poppins existence, but I feel like it's very ap apostolic. I will do what God wants and take go where he wants me to go and just continue to check in and kind of discern with him. And so uh, the teaching, going back in person and teaching this year was really difficult. It was a great year, uh, but it was definitely a different year and it was a hard year. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue to do this podcast, having been teaching in person and being a little bit stressed this year. But again, it's been a great way for me to connect with other people and to kind of look at my faith in a new and different way. We are constantly having to have conversions. I think that especially someone like me who's been established, you know, in, in her faith, in her career and in ministry, I've been in this game for a long time. I do have to constantly check myself and say, am I growing? Where am I going next? Like, how can I deepen my faith? Um, and there's lots of roadblocks. Um, certainly our culture doesn't make it very easy. There have been things even in the church um, in these past couple of years that I have had to struggle with and continue to struggle with. And so this ministry has just been a way for me to kind of reconnect with those um, with my roots and with my, with my faith. So what I'd like to do in kind of honor of this this year anniversary, is offer you a little bit of kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I have been able to go uh, do some things in person since I've been vaccinated. I think all of us have been a little bit fearful of just what 2021, I mean, 2021 has just been all over the place. We started very much still isolated and now with vaccinations, we've been able to get out a little bit more, but I think there's still some of that social anxiety. All of us are in very different places of what we're comfortable with. And um, we've just kind of had to learn to how to interact again. And we're seeing that we're not really going back to normal. It's, it's, we're able to connect and be in person again, but it's still not really a normal. And I think we're going to be seeing the ramifications of what we've been through the past year for a while and how it's going to affect us. But I was so thankful. I stuck with um, another ministry that I have been um, a part of through my parish is the RCIA uh, community. And I help with those classes. And uh, I'm part of the RCA team that welcomes new people into our church, into our parish, those adults seeking to become Catholic. And I think I had even become a little bit 
of jaded with, uh, with that ministry, to be honest, we had done a whole year of zoom meetings. Our entire year last year was, um, was zoom. We were able to bring people into the faith and into the church at the Easter vigil in person, um, this year, which was different than last year, but I still just, it was hard having to teach all day in a pandemic and then have to do these classes on zoom. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue with, with that ministry. So just like I had to rediscern this ministry, I kind of had to rediscern, do I want to be a part of the RCA community still. And um, I'm happy to say that I'm sticking with it. I just think especially because of this pandemic and being quarantined, that community and all the ways that I can get community are so important to me right now. And so anyways, long story to say, uh, last night I was able to attend my first um, in-person RCA meeting in over a year. And so we met with those who are inquiring and just kind of making the first steps to thinking about becoming Catholic. And at our meetings, we always talk about the gospel for the upcoming Sunday. And so I was really inspired um, by what people shared in our meeting and in the gospel for this upcoming Sunday. So um, this episode, this special bonus episode, in addition to just recapping all the things I just did and where I'm at, I want to talk about the reading for this upcoming Sunday, which is from John, John 6, and um getting into a little bit of his bread of life discourse, which I'm going to discuss with a guest coming up in August and give you a little introduction to that. And then I also was really struck um, with today's readings. Today is Wednesday, July 21st of 2021, and we are in the 16th week of ordinary time. But I think that these readings today really build to Sunday's readings. So I'm going to start with the passage from today in Exodus chapter 16 talk about the psalm for today as well, and then how they point us towards the gospel that we're going to hear this Sunday, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So thank you for sticking with me through all that six minutes of rambling. Um, But I really just, I've got a lot of thoughts going in my head as we we come to this year anniversary and just kind of reflecting back on where we've been. Um, So thank you for sticking with me. And we're going to, without further ado, get into this first reading from today the 16th Wednesday in Ordinary Time from Exodus. Okay, so the first passage I like to reflect on today, it is Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 15. The children of Israel set out from Elim and came into the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after their departure from the land of Egypt, Here in the desert, the whole assembly of the children of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The children of Israel said to them, Would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, as we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you had to lead us into this desert to make the whole community die of famine. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will lay down bread from heaven for you. Each day the people are to go out and gather their daily portion. Thus will I test them, to see whether they follow my instructions or not. On the sixth day, however, when they prepare what they bring in, let it be twice as much as they gather on those days. Then Moses said to Aaron, tell the whole congregation of the children of Israel, present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. When Aaron announced this to the whole assembly of the children of Israel, they turned toward the desert and lo, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the grumbling of the children of Israel. Tell them, in the evening twilight you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, so that you may know that I, the Lord, am your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp. 
In the morning, a dew lay all about the camp, and when the dew evaporated there on the surface of the desert, were fine flakes like hoarfrost on the ground. On seeing it, the children of Israel asked one another, What is this? For they did not know what it was. But Moses told them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. And so this passage really has always fascinated me. Um, There's the image that we get in our, our Father that Jesus gives us the most, you know, important prayer when he when he tells his apostles you know how should we pray he says you know that our father and in the our father it mentions give us this day our daily bread and here we have an exodus god literally giving um, the israelites their daily bread and i think we can relate when i teach exodus to my students my students are like man they are super whiny and i'm like looking at them like like you all aren't whiny sometimes um because the israelites you know, have just been led out of slavery. They've witnessed the parting of the Red Sea. They have witnessed the 10 plagues, and yet they are still complaining in the desert because they think that they are going to starve. And I just know, I mean, I always, when I hear these passages from Exodus, I just think about my own life and how I complain, even though I've been given so many things, and yet I'm still just like, oh, but this one thing, Lord, like you haven't given me this one thing. And here, God hears their grumblings and he gives them not necessarily an overabundance, um, which we see sometimes in the New Testament where Jesus, you know, does things in abundance, but he gives them their daily bread and like what they need, like just enough. Um, And he gives them instructions like on these days, you're going to gather this much bread and on other days you can gather twice as much bread or food, Um, but it's always just, it's going to be enough. And that's something we see a lot in the Old Testament that, that um, there's this prayer with um, at the Seder meal called a day in you. And it literally means like it would have been enough. And it's all these list of things that God has given the Jews. Um, and if it would have just given them, if he would have just given them one of those things, it would have been enough. But yeah, he's given him all of these things. And I think of that, I make my students reflect on that prayer because, um, you know, they've been given so much we all have. And uh, we need to be grateful for those things and not just focus on the one thing that we don't have. And so I just am always struck by this reading, but especially in light of our conversation that I had with the RCA folks last night, this, the gospel for this Sunday is from John's gospel, and it is the feeding of the 5,000. And we hear this passage in um, all of the, the gospels, and the synoptics kind of tell it a little bit more straightforwardly because they're getting their information from Mark, who is very straightforward. And then John gives us a little bit more details, and actually the whole chapter six of John is this bread of life discourse where John really sets us up to show how Jesus is the bread of life and that all of this foreshadows the Eucharist. But I want to read the gospel for this upcoming Sunday and then kind of talk about it in light of the Exodus passage. So this is John chapter six, verses one through 15. After this, Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee of Tiberias. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little bit. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what good are these for so many? Jesus said, have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. 
So the men reclined, about five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had had their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather the fragments left over so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve wicker baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who has come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. And I just love John's account um, for so many reasons. There's so much here. Like I said, the synoptics don't give as many details. They just kind of give a summary. And here, John really gets into the different apostles that were asked certain things. So Philip is asked specifically, where can we buy enough food? And Jesus, it says in the gospel, Jesus did this to test Philip. So we're not really sure what's going on with Philip. Maybe he's the one who needed to be tested. Um, In my Bible study last night with the RCA group, the um, coordinator had said that Philip was a fisherman, and we know many of the apostles were fishermen, and so he may have known um, where to get fish or or would have been familiar with the area. So maybe that's why Jesus asks him, but maybe also it's a spiritual thing for Philip, a spiritual test, because Jesus knows what he's going to do. And I think it's interesting that Andrew also is mentioned. Um, John mentions him at the beginning of his gospel, too, because Andrew is the first apostle that is called And Andrew also is a fisherman, so he also um, maybe would know or be familiar with the area. And uh, he certainly also is doubting that, you know, what is five loaves and two fish really going to do? Numbers are so significant throughout um, the Gospels. Seven is a covenant number. And so anytime we, we see something divine, you know, the number seven shows up. So you see we have like five and two. And, um, this connection to the Exodus is certainly here. I mean, it's the time of Passover, which we know we get that account in Exodus. It happened right before the passage that we heard earlier today, um, where the angel of death, the 10th plague, literally passed over the Jewish people's houses because of what Moses said God had told them to do. There's just so much connections here. There's so, there, I mean, I really could talk about it forever, but so here they're reclining, and that's something that happens at the Seder meal in Passover is that the Jews remember their freedom. They had to eat on their feet during the time of Exodus, but now they are free people so they can recline. And that's mentioned in um, the Seder meal. So here in the New Testament, we are, we see Jesus reclining with these people. Um, I think that's, you know, significant as well. It's also really significant and interesting that he goes up the mountain so that he can be with all of them. But then immediately at the end, he, he goes away. And we see this a lot in the gospels too. And we were talking about it last night at our group just, you know, was he an introvert and did he need to recharge? Um, Certainly I can relate to that as an introvert, but I think uh, it mentions in John's gospel, he says they were going to make him a king and he didn't want that. So again, we see this idea of power. So that kind of led us into this conversation of why does Jesus, why do God, why, why do they do these miracles? And I mentioned in the Exodus passage, you know, God gave them their daily bread, like just enough And here, Jesus gives them an overabundance, like they had 12 baskets left over. But even still, he doesn't doesn't do that to show his power. He does that to, to teach us something and to show that he is a God that can do abundant things, but maybe sometimes we just need just enough, and he knows what we need. So... I don't know. There's just so much here in the, these the, these passages. So I had the Exodus passage when I was reading my um, devotions this morning, and then having just reflected on this upcoming gospel for Sunday, I just saw the the connections. And so I just kind of wanted to 
you know, pull through those things and kind of go through those things. And I'm sure there's more <laughs> that we could say more for you to think about. But thinking about what are those things that you want to ask God for? You know, certainly the Israelites in the Old Testament story are grumbling for that, you know, for that thing um, that they really need. And God does provide it for them. So maybe where are those moments that we have been given those things that we need? Maybe what are those things that we still need? And are we afraid to ask for them? Are we complaining about them? I think it's okay, obviously, to complain. The Israelites are still given what they need. And then also to think about this New Testament passage in Gospel too. you know, do we doubt that what, what God can do? Um, I guess, like, do we really believe that he can do and provide that thing that we need? Um, because here the apostles didn't really believe it. And yet he, you know, he he proved it to them, not to show his power, but just because he cares. I think both of these stories are stories of mercy. Um, you know, certainly God has mercy on the Israelites in the desert and he wants them to be close to him. And that's, I think, what we see here in in John's too, where the people are hungry and uh, Jesus has mercy on them, but he also wants to to show them that he is their God and, and what he can do for them. So just reflect, reflecting and thinking about that in our own lives too, like what do we need and do we believe God can do it? And do we want it just for that thing or do we want it because it'll bring us closer to him? So those are some things to think about. And I want to close with uh, the psalm that I thought was really good for today and also connects to the Old Testament passage since it is the psalm for today, it's going to connect to the um, Old Testament reading that we heard earlier. So the psalm is Psalm 78, and it's verses 18 through 28. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. They tempted God in their hearts by demanding the food they craved. Yes, they spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the desert? Yet he commanded the skies above and the doors of heaven he opened. He rained manna upon them for food and gave them heavenly bread. Man ate the bread of angels, food he sent them in abundance. He stirred up the east wind in the heavens, and by his power brought on the south wind. And he rained meat upon them like dust, and like the sand of the sea winged fowl, which fell in the midst of their camp round about their tents. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. So obviously describing what happened in Exodus and the quail and the bread and manna being given to them. But I just love this, the first line. They tempted God in their hearts and they were demanding food. And they even questioned, like, can God spread a table in the desert? And then God answers them like he he can. So whatever the desert of our lives are, you know, God can provide even in those deserts. But we, you know, we have to believe that he can um, and go to him. So I like that a lot. Um, The gospel for today has nothing really to do with the Eucharist or the Exodus. It's the the gospel for today, Wednesday, July 21st, was um, Matthew's like abbreviated version of the parable, the, the seed, um, which I kind of was thinking about last night, too. So it's interesting that this is the gospel for today. When I was at the RCA meeting, we talked a lot about conversion. And obviously, because people who are coming to inquire about RCA are thinking about converting literally to Catholicism, but it's always a good reminder that we constantly, no matter where we're at in our faith life, whether we've been Catholic our whole lives or not, um, that we need to constantly be coming and having conversion. And like I was saying at the beginning, like discerning and, and kind of where am I at with my faith? How, what, ch- what change of heart do I need? What growth do I need? Um, and this peril of the seed goes so beautifully with that. Our coordinator last night was saying, you know, there's no specific timeline with RCA. Like some people do go through the whole process and become, you know, Catholic at Easter. And that's great. Some people, maybe it's not their time or it takes them a little bit longer. 
And that's fine, too. And the process, you know, it is a long process. We start in the summer and we go all the way till Easter. And that's because I think what the gospel is saying here with the seed, um, if you're not familiar with it, the idea is like some of the seed falls on the path, some of the um, and birds come and eat the seed. Some of the seed falls in rocky ground and doesn't have the soil to grow. Some of the seeds are scorched by the sun right away. And then there's this, the seeds that fall in rich soil and they do well. So I think with our conversion stories too, the faith needs to take root. So that's why we have the timeline that we do with RCAA. It's gradual. We're constantly having to replant, if you will, with the analogy. And because we want that that faith to have root. We don't want it to just get scorched up at the first challenge that we might see, the first doubt that we might have. We don't want that faith to be taken away like the birds takes away the seeds because um, because we're doubting. We need to have that deep, rich faith. So um, that was a good reminder and interesting that it's the gospel for today. I've talked a lot, but I had a lot to think about this morning, and I'm just grateful for this year. I'm always trying to reflect and um, see where God is. And so I'm still reflecting, still thinking, I think, again, a lot of us will not see the fruit of this year until later and, and what it's produced and what it, how it's changed us. But just some more things for us to think about along the way. So thank you all so much for going on this journey with me. I hope that you have a great day. Um, and thank you for all of your support. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.